Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Father, speak to us today. Let your Holy Spirit just open our eyes and our hearts and our ears to hear your truth, your way. Lord, you have come to bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And I pray you would encounter us today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's take our seats. We've been doing a series on spiritual intelligence Learning to see and think as God sees and thinks. And our key verse is 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. I'll read it in the Amplified today. It's for, it says, For who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. What a great way to live, hey? When we're led by the Spirit, when we let the Word of God work in our lives, we start to live with His kingdom principles. We live with a higher style of living and purpose. And God's kingdom sometimes an upside-down kingdom. If you want to progress, you humble yourself. If you want to receive, you've got to give. You know, and God's kingdom is often upside-down to what the world says. But boy, when we do it His way, there's great blessing and overflow. So the Holy Spirit positions us to live under an open heaven. Jesus lived on the edge of two worlds while he was on earth. And we saw that in the thing. He's dealing with the brokenness of humanity, but he brings supernatural into the equation. He was watching the Father's movement and listening to the Father's voice while continuously confronting and helping people in their sin, brokenness and pain. It was his vital connection to the Father's world that was responsible for his amazing achievements in this world. Jesus was and is God, but he came as God in the flesh to demonstrate how we can live a spirit-filled life that helps us to bring heaven to earth. That's why being a Christian is not just getting a ticket to heaven. This is a transformed way of doing life and purpose, and we're here to bring that to others. He showed us the normal but supernatural way to live on earth. Jesus, as the Son of God and the Son of Man, showed us how to do this. We live on earth, but our citizenship is in heaven, the Bible says. How do we do that? We live in two worlds at once. And that's the reality of what we are. Lord, show us how to live aware of both worlds so that we can be the most effective gateway for your presence possible. My citizenship is in heaven and my assignment is on earth. That's what we need to understand. Our identity and citizenship is with Jesus in heaven, but our assignment is to live out his life in our families, our workplace, our health, our education, all that we do and serve. Citizenship in heaven, our assignment is here on earth and God's to help us to show us how to do it. Show me how to live as a dual citizen where my point of origin is in your world and my place of temporary residence is in this one. Wow. I live on the edge of two worlds. We are spiritually created to follow and live in Jesus' ways, but we live in this world that sometimes is pretty crazy. The Apostle Paul was aware of the dual citizenship in both heaven and earth. Philippians 3.20 is the key verse. It says, but we are different in the Amplified. It says, but we are different because our citizenship is in heaven. And from there, we eagerly await the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Passion Version says, 
but we are a colony of heaven on earth. Wow. As we cling lightly, uh, tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. And using this matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. Wow, he is awesome. He is Lord. For some of us, this becomes a huge challenge. Some have said, you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. You ever had that said to you? Oh, your head's just in the clouds and you're looking forward to Jesus and heaven and no practical use. Hey, God's called us to learn to live out his kingdom so that we excel in this life from kingdom purposes. We can't ignore the realities of life, family, work, study, relationships, health, hobbies, money, etc. But we need to face life on earth and live an abundant life from the principles and power of God from heaven. A heavenly mind must have an impact on the earth, otherwise it is not given an opportunity for demonstration. Many of the great uh, inventors of history have been Christians because they plugged into the supernatural uh, intelligence of God and unpacked things in this life. We face life head on, thinking and acting as citizens of heaven who are focused on demonstrating the superior realities of the kingdom of God in this world. Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So that's why we have have read the Bible. That's why we um, teach and preach. That's why we learn the ways of God so that we can live it out in this world. My citizenship is in heaven, but my assignment is on earth. Jesus loves the world. The Bible teaches that there are three heavens. Some people thought there was only one heaven. The Bible clearly teaches there's three. Let me explain. The first heaven, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the visible world, the dimension that our five senses are acutely tuned into. The natural realm that we're all aware of and interact with on a daily basis. The second heaven, Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Notice the Apostle Paul said there are evil forces in heavenly places. We know that there's no evil, demonic, or satanic forces in God's heaven, so we call the realm from which Satan rules the second heaven. Ephesians 2.2 says, It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. And there's evil stuff happening in Afghanistan and around the world that is clearly driven by the works of darkness from the second heaven. The third heaven. This is what most people think of as heaven. 2 Corinthians 12, 2-4. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to a paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. Paul the Apostle reveals through his own spiritual experience that there's a third heaven two levels above our earthly experience and one level above the satanic realm. 
It's really important we understand what the Bible teaches. So the first heaven is the atmosphere. God created the heavens and the earth. Second heaven is the Bible refers to him as the prince of the power of the air. So the enemy tries to influence individuals, families, cities, nations. The third heaven is where God dwells and Jesus came. And so when we're led by the Spirit, we can be seated with Christ and tap into the third heaven and bring his kingdom purposes to first heaven. And that's why prayer and intercession, you sometimes have to go through the second heaven to bring the breakthrough. That's what prayer, that's what praise, that's what's declaring the promises of God. You are declaring God's third heaven realities in first heaven, but the enemy tries to hassle you and bring fear and anxiety and strife and challenge in the second heaven. Daniel said he prayed and there was a time where the answer didn't come. And the Spirit of God came and said, your prayer was heard the first day you prayed, but you need to persevere because for three weeks there was a battle in the heavenlies for the answer to get here. That makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? We just need to understand the authority. Sometimes when you declare, there's breakthrough immediately. Often there's a journey and their process. We need to understand how the spiritual world operates and the Bible clearly tells us. Where you sit really matters. Let's look at a, uh, a few scriptures from a third heaven perspective. Ephesians 1, 18 to 23, and this is what we sang about today. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power and dominion and every name that is named, and not only in the present age but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So when the enemy harasses you from second heaven, you declare, I live in Jesus Christ. I am led by the Spirit and the kingdom of God always trumps the kingdom of darkness. And it depends on where you see yourself seated and what you partner with will depend on whether you live in victory or defeat. And that's the reality we need to understand that we're in. And some will say, well, I don't like the spiritual warfare stuff. I'm, I'm going to opt out. Well, you can't. It's a reality that you face it. So you might as well be on the winning side. That's what I determined a long time ago. Let's, let's live in the reality. And uh, you can say, well, I don't believe in gravity. Well, good luck. You fall out of a tree, guess which way you're going to go? Down. You say, I don't believe in gravity. Well, it's still going to affect you because that's a law of nature. It's the same in the spirit world. You say, well, I don't believe in God or this other stuff. Well, too bad because the reality is it's there, so you might as well learn how to live it in victory. That's the truth of what we're facing in this world. And so we see in verse 18, Paul is praying that our hearts would be enlightened. This is quite interesting. Our hearts enlightened. That's like the spiritual intelligence where our spiritual being is made alive to Christ. And it goes on, we get the, uh, the word enlightened is translated from the Greek in word it's called photizo. We get our English word photosynthesis from this Greek word, 
which describes the process plants use to convert light energy to chemical energy to fuel the organism's activity. Paul is praying that God's light would photizo in our hearts, that his light would fuel us, converting light to revelation. This is the foundation of spiritual intelligence, the very essence of the impact of the light of the world on humanity, not just that we can see, that we can become the essence of his revelation to earth. Christ in you, the hope of glory in our hearts. So there's a spiritual journey of growth where we learn to tap into, listen to, flow with, that which is, comes from God's heart into our heart by the Holy Spirit and by the word of the Lord. And that's what God has wanting us to do. This is how we become the light of the world. As it says in Matthew 5, and you are the light of the world. How does that happen? This is how it happens. God brings revelation to our heart heart we start to see differently we think differently we have different attitudes how we treat people we start to forgive instead of getting even we sow and release what we have instead of holding selfishly onto it we give it away we plant it we invest it we bring love and hope into this broken world so we are being the light of the world because the revelation of God's kingdom is now being expressed through how we live and speak and do life that is the photizo his light works in us, but God's divine purpose is that it also works through us. Isaiah prophesied the dynamic over 500 years before Jesus. Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come. This is the same principle. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. As the world gets darker, the church and believers get brighter. That's what's happening. And God spoke to my heart years ago. He says, darkness is going to increase, light's going to increase. What are you going to focus on and who are you going to partner with? And that's our choice every day. Partner with the kingdom of God. It's interesting to note it says, arise and shine not arise and reflect. I remember we used to sing a song years ago, I'm going to be a reflector. Now that's partly true, but it's actually we should be shining, not just reflecting. Because it comes inside of us and actually flows out of us. You are the light of the world. So some of you won't sing that song anymore now because just, I've just destroyed it. No, there's a truth in there, but it's greater because it's within us. Ephesians 2.6 says, And God raised up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of God so salvation is a free gift it is given to us by his spirit and today, if you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Saviour, you need to open your heart to him because you need to let his life, his light come into your heart and mind to change the way you live. If you know about Jesus, you need to live in him and surrender every part of your being so there's not a mixture of light and darkness. God said, I don't like light and darkness. I want to have light and, and his presence will fill your heart. Ephesians 3.10 says, The purpose 
of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. Wow. So God has determined that when Jesus came, demonstrated his kingdom, taught us how to live, died on the cross, rose again, sent the Holy Spirit. He says, from now on, the people of God, the church is going to demonstrate kingdom life to even the powers of darkness. Wow, what an what a d- incredible dim- dynamic that God is bringing into our hearts and our lives. It says this perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. So many Christians live reactively from earth toward heaven instead of living from heaven toward earth. Are we seated with Christ and living with his truth and impacting around us or do we live out of reaction? It's so bad, it's dark, it's evil, how am I going to cope? And we struggle with so many things. But God wants us to learn that in Christ we can be seated with him and look down on earth, not be under it. And the old uh, preacher had this lady came and says, he he asked her, how are you going? He says, well, under the circumstances, I'm not not doing too bad. He says, what on earth are you doing under the circumstances? Get on top of them with Jesus. See them with fresh eyes. I I mentioned this quickly last week and we'll wrap it up with these again because now you'll have better context for this. Here are seven signs that you're living from earth to heaven reactively. Number one, you worry a lot. Number two, you feel like a powerless victim and you have a big devil and a little God. Number three, you don't think you have anything to contribute to making the world a better place. Number four, you're convinced that every year the world is getting worse. Number five, all your prayers are in reaction to a bad circumstance. Number six, you have no vision for the future. And number seven, you struggle with low self-esteem and a poverty mentality. I see some of you type it. Do you get all them? You must have been really fast. I might put these in an attachment to our next pastor's pen so you can get them all, okay? Here's the positive news. Here are seven signs that you are living from heaven to earth, seated with Christ. Number one, you believe God can do the impossible and you think like he does. Wow, it's one thing to believe it, but you actually think and act out that he, like he does. Number two, you live with a hundred-year vision and you plan to leave a legacy for your children's children. So hold on, Jesus might come back next week. Yes, he might, but I still plan for 50 or 100 years ahead. Because people throughout the century have felt Jesus was coming back, and he is coming, it's getting a lot closer. But I still plan for the future because there's still lots of people need to hear the gospel. We need to sow into our generations and share the good news of hope. Number three, the world's troubles only serve to challenge you to think big and bring God's ideas to the table. You don't get overwhelmed and say, God, how are you going to break through? Show me what my part is. Number four, you view devil encounters as a complement to the fact that you are doing something worth resisting and you see these encounters as opportunities to win. Instead of saying the devil's after me all the time, saying, hey, I'm probably shining a whole lot of lighter and he's pretty nervous about that so he's trying to slow me down or distract me. Just keep on shining the light. So when the enemy confronts or challenges or attacks you, go for God and think, hey, I must be doing something that's reaching others for the kingdom of God. And don't get sidetracked by it. Address it and keep moving on. Number 
5. You know you're a son or daughter of the king, therefore you carry yourself like royalty. You don't live groveling through life, saying I'm a worm, I'm a failure and I just can't do it. Stop confessing that over your life. Jesus paid the price for you. He thought you were so valuable that he went to the cross for you. God wants to change our thinking. Last two, the commission to disciple nations positively affects your prayer life as you shape history by your prayers. You start to pray and you realize you can shake nations. You can shake families. You can confront and break the strongholds of darkness over people's lives by prayer. And number seven, you look for God's perspective on current events and you refuse to let the media or a political or religious spirit shape your mindset or cloud your worldview. That's the battle for the hearts and minds of our nation and all across the world right now. The prince of the power of the air is trying to distort and change people's way of viewing life. We've got to stand up and be strong at this time. We have to arise. Why don't we stand to our feet as, and say, we're going to stand up and arise. We're going to arise. We're going to stand up and arise in the name of Jesus. I want you today um, to say, I'm going to arise. I'm not going to just be bowed down. I'm going to arise. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to lift up my head. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to lift up my heart. I'm going to lift up my mind. I'm going to see things from God's perspective over my life. God, shift my thinking so I don't live out of negativity or fear or lack or addictions or things that we can't change. God, by your spirit, you are changing my life so I can live in freedom. God wants to bring his kingdom life. Come on, he says, arise. Arise in your thinking. Start to declare the greatness of our God over our hearts and our lives. God wants to live in that place of heavenly uh, perspective. Colossians 3 says, Therefore have you been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in His resurrection from the dead. Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. You're going to keep lifting your eyes and your head and your heart. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not the things that are on the earth which have only temporal value. For you died to the world and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.